This is Logic, the short and sweet legal podcast for those of us not in the legal field. The purpose of Logic is to inform, educate, and hopefully, fingers crossed, entertain our listeners. I'm Dana Arnold, Executive Director of the Fayette County Bar Association, and this is Logic. It's been a while since we've done a podcast, and I'm so excited to begin with this topic. Pop culture is my fave, and I love when legal principles prove that they are for everyone, despite celebrity status. What's happening to them can mirror what's happening in our own lives, from a legal standpoint. Today on Logic, we will discuss guardianship in Kentucky, as well as explore some of the details of perhaps the most famous conservatorship of all time. It's Britney, bitch. We're joined by Mary Ellis Patton of Bluegrass Elder Law. She is our go-to for all things probate, guardianship, trust, all the elder law things. And actually, this is her second appearance on the podcast. Um, you can find her. She's the first or second episode, uh, and she discusses wills, estates, and probates. But today... Uh, we get to talk about Brittany. Tell us about yourself, Mary. Thanks, Dana. Um, so my name's Mary Ellis Patton. I'm a partner here at Bluegrass Elder Law. I am licensed to practice law in Kentucky and Ohio. I know a lot about conservatorship in California, but <laughs> just caveat, I can't practice law there. Um, so uh, my practice really focuses on um, aging um, and dementia issues and things like that. So guardianship and conservatorship are something I deal with on a pretty daily basis here in Kentucky. Um, so those areas of law are not usually that fun and exciting. Um, <laughs> but there was nothing like Britney Spears to make me suddenly the most popular lawyer in my group chat. Um, <laughs> because no one really knows about this. If you don't practice in the area, you don't really understand what it is. What's going on, yeah. Or what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. So. Awesome. So the hashtag free Britney movement, in summary, what happened? So Britney, sometime around 2007 to um, end of, two, in, oh, sorry, end of 2007, beginning of 2008, um, was going through her divorce with Kevin Federline and going through a custody battle over her kids. She had some pretty clear mental health issues. She shaved her head, attacked the paparazzi with the umbrella. Yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing that on like BuzzFeed. And I think she was on the front of people, shaving her head. Um, I think everyone knew that she had some problems. Right. Um, and at that time, her dad filed for an emergency conservatorship, which was eventually granted. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't think anyone thought that the conservatorship would go on from 2007 until 2021. Um, during that time, Brittany um, produced a bunch of studio albums, did a bunch of tours, did a Vegas residency, and she was continuing to work um, and being, you know, continuing to fund um, not only herself and pay child support. Um, she was paying her, her lawyers. She was paying for her father to be her conservator. She was paying her father's lawyers and everyone else involved. She was paying everyone. She was paying everyone. Um, so um, sometime around 20, end of 2020, um, beginning of 2021, a lot of bloggers caught on to the idea the realization that Brittany was not really happy and she was not participating in this conservatorship voluntarily. Um, and they created the Free Brittany Movement. Um, the movement ca- caught wildfire because it, Brittany Spears is one of the most popular um, music artists of her generation. She's right. truly the princess of pop, at least for the millennials. Absolutely. Um, 
and um, you know we all have like clear Britney imagery and like I didn't realize how many albums had been released while she was under the conservatorship like what I know like in in my understanding too Mary is that when someone's put in a conservatorship or a guardianship here, you know, in mm-hmm. Kentucky they call it guardianship, their conservatorship, mm-hmm. you know, covers it all. Like, they should be incapacitated in some way. And in, that, to, I, I don't know. It doesn't it's, seem like somebody should be working. In Kentucky, um, it's a two-step process. You have to be determined to be disabled, which essentially means you lack the ability to manage your personal affairs and your financial affairs. Um, in Kentucky, we use the word guardianship really to talk about the person itself, uh, the management of the person. In conservatorship, we talk about more as the money. Okay. Um, guardianship is, I'm going to use guardianship as kind of an all-inclusive term here. Okay. Um, but um, after the court determines that you need that assistance, then they appoint someone to handle those affairs for you. Um, s- certainly, as and I have told Dana this before, as an American, you have a right to make poor decisions. Absolutely. I mean, we see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and other people make poor decisions. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are a, a lot of and... other celebrities out there who are making outrageous claims <laughs> who are not under conservatorship. <laughs> For sure. Um, so uh, maybe claiming that their their ex spouse has kidnapped their child yeah. or Won't things tell like me that. The address of the party. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Not making. Not naming any names. Yeah. Um, but because of this movement, Brittany got even more. Um, publicity and then um, she eventually was allowed to testify and that testimony I think was probably it was an incredible step for people who were under conservatorship who were often silenced because um, many of the state laws don't even allow that person to hire their own attorney to represent them which which is which is what happened terrifying which is what happened to Brittany she had a court-appointed attorney she wasn't allowed to pick her own attorney um and based on some of the stuff that came out from the New York Times, it sounds like she didn't even have any real attorney-client privilege because she was being right. monitored. Her phone calls were being monitored. Depending on who you believe, you know, her bedroom may have even been bugged. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I That's where I picked up, I think, when... And she called in that one. She it's did. like the 20-minute mm-hmm. and And it was the first time that she really acknowledged, too, that, hey, you know, I am unhappy here. I... This is what's been going on with me, and I think everybody, like, I went and listened to it. Like, you could read the transcript and all that, but I really hearing it in her own voice was powerful. It really was. So, I read it first before I listened to it, and, and mm-hmm. I will say listening to it made a huge difference. You could really hear the emotion in her voice and how scared she was. Yeah. Um, and she talked about basically being forced to work. She compared herself basically to a sex worker. Yeah. Um, that she was being forced to do these things against her will in order to make money for other people. Um, she talked about how she didn't have any privacy. She was forced to have um, um, an IUD, which is a type of birth control right. that's placed in, inside yeah. of you. So it's not, you know. It's invasive. It is invasive. <laughs> um, so Brittany was going through all of these things and, and she just let the court know and it was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, Right after her testimony, um, at the time, she had had a trust company who was her co-conservator with her father. And, and that trust company basically immediately pulled out as soon as her testimony went live. Um, she, at the time, she also had a temporary um, conservator of the person because Jamie had gotten sick at some point and stepped down. 
And at that point, this woman's name was Jody Montgomery. And she, at that point, was like, oh, Brittany, I didn't know Brittany didn't want me around. <laughs> um, and basically told the court she was happy to step down since it wasn't what Brittany wanted. Um, all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there were even allegations, essentially, that a court-appointed attorney had not, didn't even know she didn't want a conservatorship. So, right. which was slightly And terrifying. she also, I think, didn't she, maybe it was in that testimony where she was like, I didn't know I could just say, I don't want this. Like, nobody mm-hmm. ever told her that. No no attorney yeah. appointed or that she had seen or spoken with had said, oh, you know, you can, you have a voice here. That's exactly right. And so, um, and, and that's the one thing I do love about Brittany's uh, story, and I, I feel bad mm-hmm. for her, but it does shed a big light on guardianships and the rights of people um, who are um, subjected to them. It's a, it's a huge issue. Yeah. Um, and so even in Kentucky, some of the laws are a little fuzzy about whether or not people have the right to hire their own attorney in certain instances. Right. Um, and I am happy to say um, there is a House, there is a Senate bill pending right now, Senate Bill 132, that would allow um, people going through guardianship to actually have the right to pick their own attorney. Yeah, I do want to talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit with you, okay. too. Awesome. Because uh, I know you're working with uh, Senator Thomas. Yes. On, on that legislation? Yes, that's that legislation. So That's awesome. Um, it's been sent to the Judiciary Committee, and so we are really hopeful that that will get through. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's very exciting. It is very exciting. Um, okay, so now we've freed Brittany. We've done we've done all the heavy lifting, mm-hmm. Yes, Mary, those of you us. You and I. Yes, we used the hashtag <laughs> on Instagram. We posted I, on Twitter. I have a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mm-hmm. and I wear it even still to this day because mm-hmm. don't forget, never forget. Never forget. Uh-huh. So now that we freed her, or she's been freed, what what's happening now? Like, what's going oh, on now? Poor Brittany. So, <laughs> first of all, Brittany got engaged. Congratulations, Brittany. Um, she has been very free on social media. She has. Uh, very free. Um, and there are a lot of people who texted me and said, are you sure she should be free? And, I, and my response is, um, well, if other people were posting uh, topless selfies of themselves on Instagram, does that necessarily mean they need a guardianship? And... I think we can think of plenty of other yes. celebrities who have posted some pretty scandalous pictures, and Absolutely. that's not an issue. Absolutely. So, you, you can do what you want. It's, again, she can do what she wants. It's not what I would do, but I'm not Britney Spears. She spends a lot of time dancing. I enjoy it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, she looks happier now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I mean, she's definitely feeling mm-hmm. herself, and I, I feel she really good is. about like I'm like, oh, and she Brit. has used Instagram to comment on some things. Sometimes they do get deleted. Um, at some point, she clearly watched the New York Times documentary because yes. she had commented specifically on some of the stuff going on there. Um, and so it is nice to know that she is aware. And she did thank the free Britney Spears yes. people. Um, and so, I, and I don't know without such a public outcry that she would have gotten this result. Sadly, for sure, so, even her, even like Britney a Spears. mega mm-hmm. superstar. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some other celebrities who have gone through guardianships. Um, Casey Kasem, who was a popular oh, DJ, yes. Mickey Rooney, um, and they all had yes, mm-hmm, okay. and they all had some little um, things going on there as well. There were some issues with visitation and money usage and stuff like that. But they were old men. Right. And so they were not a young, sexy Britney. And so they right. did not quite get the same attention. But so hmm. there's still a battle going on with Britney. Um, and so there have been some ongoing hearings, particularly about attorney's fees. 
So well, um, it, well she's getting the bill, right? So, so <laughs> yes, that's the problem. Is the judge um, the judge has all these motions pending before her, um, asking Brittany to pay bills. I mean, um, some of them are her court, court formerly her former attorney, the court appointed Sam In- Sam Ingram. Yeah. Some of them are her father's current attorneys. Um, some of them are her mom's attorneys. Um, they are all asking for things like this. Um, you can find all these legal documents online. Um, FreeBrittany.Army has a oh, Google Drive awesome. with all of the documents, which is lovely. I'm um, trying to figure out how to link that. Uh huh. So yeah, it's really it's really neat. Um, so um, you can read all of this stuff. And I mean, some of the attachments, I mean, are like 600 pages long. They are, ton- I, I was printing some stuff out and I was like, whoa, I'm not printing that. Um, <laughs> but in that. one of the responses, Brittany's current attorney, Matthew Rosengart, actually breaks down how much money has been paid to her dad, Jamie, during this. And it's over $6 million of money that he could figure out. Uh. So, I mean, that that's a huge amount of money. Now, is that over the time of the conservatorship? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's not attorney's fees. That's just money that's been paid to Jamie for his services right. as a volunteer. And then, like, he had, he had a salary for mm-hmm. the conservatorship. But then he also had, like, um, an office. They paid for him to have an office. Yeah. Um, he also got a percentage on one of her tours of even the tickets and merchandise sold. Which wow. is pretty incredible. I, I'm I'm not going to buy a T-shirt with Jamie Spears. On. I know, isn't that terrifying? I'm I'm just not going to. Yeah, do that. I put my foot down. Yeah. So um, so there's still all these requests pending. A lot of the stuff was supposed to be resolved in early January, but a lot of it has gotten moved, um, because of you know technical lawyer issues like subpoenas. Right. Um. All that. All that stuff. All that type of fun yeah. stuff. Um. Also, uh, Jamie, uh, Brittany has been trying to depose Jamie. Okay. Um. For a while now, and they keep scheduling it, and he keeps not showing up. Um, but now suddenly Jamie wants to depose Brittany, and so now he's agreeable to be deposed if Brittany will be deposed. So, um, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that'll be fun. Like mm-hmm. I want to know. Oh, I mean, it's what crazy because there's allegations of child abuse on both sides. Um, you know, there's the wiretapping. There's all types of stuff. It is crazy. Um, at one point, Jamie actually asked the court to unseal all of the confidential records, which would include Brittany's mental health records. Um, I mean... Recently? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because so, I'm like, oh my gosh, if he was the conservator, could he? At well, that he would time, have to get... Could he have before I mean, that? He, he, I mean, when he was still, If he had done it by himself, that, it, that would have been a huge breach okay. um, of confidentiality of his fiduciary duty. But um, he has basically asked the judge to unseal it so the public can really know what's going on. And of course, Brittany is not in favor of this. Well, so who would? Who no, would? nobody wants I mean, their seriously. doctors' things made, you know, public. The no. public don't need to know anyway. No. I mean, free Brittany, we're glad, but mm-hmm. you know, you be you, girl. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Live your life. Exactly. So, um, oh, another celebrity guardianship is Amanda Bynes, and she's been under. Yes, yes. that would be fun to delve into. I know like, that might she, be another podcast. That might be another podcast. She seems like she may still need it. Yeah. Um, Based on some of her behavior, I mean, I, I can't judge, but, right. um, you know, she she did tell the world she's bipolar. Yes. Um, and then she has some clearly documented uh, drug abuse, which I believe she, she puts a lot of stuff on social media. Um, and so some lapses and some rehab and some more lapses and, yeah. and back and forth. So And we, I saw one about, 
I forget this um, actress's name. Uh, she's an older actress. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a woman of color. Mm-hmm. She was on the original Star Trek. Okay. She was Lieutenant Uhura. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I had read something mm-hmm. about that somewhere, and I was like, oh, well, I wonder if that's... I think her son is her conservator, mm-hmm. and there's it's in different states, and... It, it, it is. It's always. It's always difficult. Uh, you know. It, it's tough too when you have a conservator because uh, family is always wonderful to a point if if they are appropriate people. Right. Um. Because I mean, for the most part, nobody knows you like family. But at the same time, sometimes having a uh, unbiased third party is the best way to handle money. Yes. Um. Uh, so there tend to be a lot less fights over money <laughs> when somebody else is in charge of it. It's always but, money, isn't it? Yeah. Awesome. Now that we're all cut up in Brittany, um, what? Let's talk about if this had happened in Kentucky. If Brittany had been in Kentucky, like what is adult guardianship? How does it differ from a conservatorship in Kentucky? Okay, great. So if Brittany um, were going through this process in Kentucky, um, the the first thing you should know about is emergency guardianship or conservatorship, which is how Brittany started. Uh-huh. Um, so if somebody in Kentucky is having some sort of mental health breakdown and we think that they need, you know, someone to manage their um, resources. Mm-hmm. Um, some a family member or any person can file a petition for an emergency guardianship and the court has to hear it within seven days. Okay. Um, there is no medical evaluation for that. Um, and depending on what county you're in, you may or may not need to provide a letter from a doctor. Okay. Um, in Fayette County, and I believe in Jefferson County, Jefferson County has a lot of their own forms as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Fayette County, we always provide a letter from a doctor explaining why they need this emergency. Because it's a big deal to just take um, stuff away from people without giving them any due process. Right, right. So, but for a full guardianship conservatorship, um, a petition is filed alleging somebody is incompetent or disabled, needing assistance. Um, that person is um, examined by a doctor, a social worker, and a psychologist. Um, and those three individuals file reports with the district court mm-hmm. um, that it will be the evidence that the court makes the determination on. Um, the person going through the proceeding, who we call the respondent, right. um, will have an attorney appointed for them. Um, the law says that they have the attorney appointed for them if a private counsel does not enter an appearance on their behalf. Um, I will tell you routinely that counsel is appointed immediately when, when the petition is filed. Okay. Um, and so they have an attorney who represents them through the proceeding. Um, and that the person and the other party. So the respondent, the person that you would mm-hmm. want to get a guardianship mm-hmm. for gets their own attorney mm-hmm. and it's appointed, um, right as they soon as, uh, Typically, mm-hmm. typically here in Kentucky, and then the other party has to get their like the petitioner, the person okay. who's filing the application. They can get an attorney if they want to. They're not required to. Okay. Um. Oftentimes, a lot of people come to our office asking for assistance with that because they just they just don't know how to do it. I yeah. Mean, just totally. I wouldn't understand. I don't know. I would call you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So. Um. So, you know, there may or may not be several attorneys involved. And there's also the Commonwealth attorney is involved because the Commonwealth attorney is charged with, um, under the statute, they call it prosecuting the disability p- petition. So okay. it's it's their job to bring the petition before the judge um, and to uh, take testimony. Typically, the social worker will, will appear mm-hmm. um, and give testimony as to whether or not the person meets the legal definition of disability. Okay. Um, 
And so that's that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, if And there can be a jury trial. If somebody objects, if the respondent or an attorney objects, um, there can be a jury trial to determine disability. That okay. used to be the way it was done in Kentucky all the time. It's only been... I don't know, maybe the last four or five years that we've had the option of a of a bench trial, having the judge determine. Um, and some of that is because oftentimes when you have a disability proceeding for an older person, say, who has Alzheimer's um, and is basically bedridden, right. you don't really need a jury of six people to, to figure out that that person needs assistance. Right, right. Um, it's, it's pretty clear. Um, some, I'm sure Brittany's would have been a jury trial if it had been in Kentucky because, right. I mean, that would have... Right, she's... It's like She's making albums. Yeah. Like, she's... I mean, that's Dancing with snakes. It's it's, yeah, it's not, <laughs> she's in residence. Honey. She, I know. Seriously. <laughs> um, so uh, there would have been a hearing to determine whether or not she was disabled. I'm sure that would have drug on forever if it were in Kentucky. Um, and then if the judge deter the judge or jury determines she's disabled, which she was in California determined to be disabled, they would appoint someone to manage her finances and her personal affairs. So a guardian would be the person managing her personal affairs, like health care and where she lives and things like that. Um, and then the conservator would be the person managing the money. Typically in Kentucky, we often see the same person being appointed to do all the things. Okay. Um, oftentimes it's a family member, um, like in Brittany's case, her dad. Um, her dad could have been appointed to handle all of the things, or the, they can be separated. Um, and not not to make things even more complicated, but Kentucky also allows for a partial guardianship or partial conservatorship huh. where someone is determined to be disabled for a very specific set of things. So okay. maybe it's that they need help with real estate transactions or um, or banking or something like that. And it can be re- literally limited to those things. We don't see that happening very often, even though the statutes say that that's what we're supposed to default to. Um, it's much easier for everyone just to say they need help with everything. Right. And, you know, instead of really taking the time to go through it. It's a long process anyway, right? It is a long process anyway. Okay. Um, and oftentimes, um, the reports aren't in in time from the disability, disability, um, the evaluations. And so a lot of times these things do get rescheduled and kicked down the road. Um, and so it does, it is a long process. So. Yeah, but I mean, it just, it's a long process, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it's a serious thing. That's exactly right. We shouldn't. Thing. I mean, I don't want to hurry it, but it is also important. I've heard um, the fake uh, county attorney, Jackie Horn, say she really wants these respondents to have their day in court, yeah. and not kick it down the road further because, right. you know, these things are hanging over people's it's, heads. Yeah, this is somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, could this happen to me? Could it happen to someone we know? Mm-hmm. Um, what? actions could we take to ensure that our interests are protected at you know as either one i guess as so someone the, taking the guardianship and someone receiving guardianship mm-hmm. so the first thing i'm going to tell people to do is if you've not watched the netflix movie i care a lot you should watch it okay the first half is really kind of about what could really happen um in a um a situation where people are conspiring against you for guardian to get guardianship. The second half of it is like an action adventure revenge movie, which is also great. <laughs> um, but you know, covers all the bases. Yes. <laughs> so I I didn't really think that it could necessarily happen, like in the I Care a Lot movie, where basically um, an older person, um, their doctor conspires with a professional guardian and lies and gets an emergency conservatorship of them. 
institutionalizes them and then drugs them. And then, of course, they are angry because they're institutionalized when they don't need to be. And so then they appear basically insane. Wow. Yes. Uh, so um, I didn't really think this could happen to anyone, but I did have a client not terribly long ago whose son had put her in a um, memory care facility. I don't know how it happened, but she did not need memory care. I mean, she was older, um, but but she had been placed in a memory care facility, and he was using her long-term care insurance to pay for it, and it wouldn't pay for assisted living, so he somehow got her in memory care. Um, and so uh, memory care facilities are much more... Uh, restrictive because they don't want people with dementia wandering around on the streets. Well, yeah, you don't want, so yeah, the doors sweet are locked. little lady basically couldn't leave where she was living and she knew exactly what was going on. Oh my gosh. Um, so there are, you know, there are some instances I think they are rare and that's why Kentucky does have the three different reports and the things like that. So and the if, attorney. if I'm her mm-hmm. and I'm like, WTF, what is mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. Do I go to someone in the facility or... So we ended up with this particular client. I'm going to call her Betty. I okay. don't remember her name. But Betty ended up here because um, she had a family member who she had reached out to and explained what was going on. And the family member brought her to us. And we actually, at that time, she did not have a guardianship in place. Okay. Um, and we helped her establish something called a curatorship, which is hmm. um, basically a voluntary, it's like a voluntary appointment when you are mentally competent but physically frail of someone who can manage your finances. Okay. Um, and those are really underutilized in Kentucky, but it is, re- it's, it's like a power of attorney that's overseen by the court. Oh, that's... Um, and the nice thing is, is it does kind of put, it establishes with the court that this is who you want in charge of your stuff and this is who you want doing things. So shortly after Betty had her conservator, her curatorship, her son did file for a um, guardianship conservatorship, but then the judge was basically like, well, I mean, this is already, in this place. is already in place. We're just going to go with that. Um, mm. and it was a little more nuanced than that, but it right, did, right. it was a nice way for her to establish who she really trusted and wanted to be in charge of her. Yes. So that's a nice alternative. The other thing I always suggest are powers of attorney, really, really good powers of attorney. Um, and then using that power of attorney to nominate who you want to be in charge of you if something does happen. Um, so that's typically what, what I do when I do it for a client. If, you know, if I'm appointing my husband, Jeremy, um, I basically said, Hey, if I end up needing a conservator or a guardian, I want Jeremy to, to be it. Right. Um, so it establishes in writing who you trust to do those things, which is now nice. is that part of your will or is that like the thing that you sign when you're getting ready to have surgery at the hospital? Like they're so, like, do you have this? And <laughs> so I'm sometimes like, they do ask. So, um, the power of attorney is, is a little different. It's a document that works while you're alive only. Um, and basically it is a voluntary document where you delegate authority to someone to act as your agent. And so okay. they can be for financial, for healthcare. Um, a lot of people sign them for real estate transactions and you know, things like that. So they can okay. be for all kinds of different stuff. Um, but I really think a good power of attorney will prevent a lot of people from needing a guardian or conservator, even when it's not questionable. If it's a, you know, mom can't, like everyone agrees, mom can't make decisions anymore because she's got Louie body dementia and she doesn't know anybody's name. Um, having a good power of attorney oftentimes will prevent family from having to go through the guardianship process. Oh, that's nice. So, so it's something to look mm -hmm. about, look, Mm -hmm. you know, look into Mm -hmm. in your planning. Mm -hmm. Of and those things in the um, UK CLE Elder Law Handbook, there's a whole chapter about guardianship alternatives. That I, I mean, Ooh. I think it's a great chapter. 
Ooh. So, I mean, I did write it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so. Yes. Well, we will link it. <laughs> we will try to figure out how to get that in there. Because that was my next question okay. is like. What are out there for guardians and respondents? Oh, like, if I'm a guardian in a place, and I'm like, okay. So, um, uh, since we last talked, I am now the president of the Kentucky Guardianship Association, believe it Yay. or not. Yay! So, um, there. We'll so find the, out how to link that. KYGuardianship.org. Now, I will say our website is undergoing some maintenance, but we have a very lengthy handbook on the front page. And it okay. walks you through all the different types. It even has minor guardianships in there. Um, but minor guardianships, adult conservatorships, curatorships, guardianships, all that stuff is in there. Walks you through from the beginning to the end. Oh, that's um, awesome. And so that's it amazing. Is a, it's an unknown resource that is really great. And we also have some videos and stuff about how to fill out reports and things like that. Because one of the protections that is in place is that um, guardians and conservators have to file an annual report. Okay. Um, some some counties it is, um, it is biannually, but... <laughs> Because everything is a little different. There's 120 right. ways of doing things. So, yeah. So true. So true. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yay. Well, awesome. Well, thanks. You're very welcome. For so. catching me up. And we'll we'll figure out links. And we'll get mm -hmm. that linked. And congratulations. We need to put that oh, in. Thanks. Oh, as a side note, I meant to mention this earlier. The Britney Spears uh judge in the guardianship actually called the arrangement toxic on the record <gasps> oh my gosh so, i know even she i mean she said it was untenable and toxic and i don't know if she did that on purpose but like, it worked my I little feel like loving that heart. might be the title of this episode mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that might be it yeah awesome thank you so much for talking with me today mary if you have any guardianship questions you can find mary at bgelderlaw.com Thank you for listening to The Logic Podcast. If you ever need an attorney in the Central Kentucky area for guardianship or any other legal matter, please call the Central Kentucky Lawyer Referral Service at 859-225-8644 or check us out on the FCBA website at www.fcba.com. The CKLRS is a public service of the Fayette County Bar Association.